Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Juba Akpom. I hope you enjoy listening to this edition of Arsenal Audio Programme. Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur, Saturday, November 18th, 2017. Kickoff, 12.30pm. The contents. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Metasaka. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Petr Cech. Youth, Young Gun, Women. Match action, Red Star Belgrade. Visitors, Tottenham Hotspur. Unseen. Match action, Man City. Player feature, Emil Smith-Rowe. My story, Teams. The Boss, Arsene Wenger. The boss on one of the biggest fixtures on the calendar. Arsene was talking to Rob Kelly. There are a number of factors that make the North London derby a special match for me. First of all, it's always the pride involved, the desire to beat your opponent like all the neighbours in the world have. It's always a fierce derby. It's important to keep your nerves, focus on the game and have full commitment while being lucid and calm enough to focus on the game. You always feel that this is a special game. There is a long history between us and them, and every single result is remembered forever. The clubs are very close. They have a very animated history, that is the least you can say, and overall every derby is special circumstances. On top of that, we added some things in terms of players coming to us. I added some fuel to it. It's the quality of the football that you play in the game that will make the difference. I still remember my first derby. It was pouring with rain, and I was sitting in the stands for the first half to try to observe Tottenham and my team. If you look at it again today, you can see that we already had exceptional quality, because the quality of the goals was absolutely amazing. You already see names in this game who became legends of the club, the three goal scorers that day were Ian Wright, Tony Adams and Dennis Bergkamp. When you see Tony Adams' goal or Dennis Bergkamp's goal, you already see the talent, the intelligence, the sense of shrewdness in their mind, especially the Bergkamp goal, which was absolutely exceptional. You see that the quality was absolutely top. 
This is one of the fixtures that is very important for us and that we want to win, basically as well because in the table we have to make some ground up with the top teams. At home we have been very strong and our home strength will certainly be vital to decide where we finish at the end of the season. It's a game where we need the fans behind us and to stand with us for 90 minutes. That's what you want from your fans and that's what I'm confident you'll do today. For us, it's important to take the positives from our game at Manchester City and take them into this afternoon's game. We need to transfer that enthusiasm and resilience into the derby. We play every three days from now until Christmas, so this is a very important period for us. A few of the players can bring some good experiences with their national teams into today's game. Alex Iwobi scored twice, as did Alexandre Lacazette. Mesut Ozil gave an assist and Granit Xhaka qualified with Switzerland. There's a lot of positive mood in the camp. I think Alex Iwobi is a player who grows regularly. This season, for the first time, he's adding what we want from him, goals, to his quality, which are exceptional. Overall, I think he has a good attitude and now he becomes efficient in front of goal as well. These kind of experiences against Argentina will help him even more to grow. The negative is that they played in Krasnodar. From Krasnodar he flew to Nigeria. From Nigeria he flew back to London. It was a very difficult trip for him. But it's a positive experience. Before he rushed his finishing. And his finishing against Argentina showed composed finishing of a guy who knows what he's doing. And with his left foot as well. He's worked a lot on his finishing, and he's improved a lot. Compared to one year ago, the difference is unbelievable. There's still more to come from him. I want him to become a better defender as well. You want him to make better quality of receptions in the final third, better runs. That will come because he's a boy who loves football, who is passionate about the game, and he has a very good attitude and analysis of his own game. He's just enthusiastic to play and enthusiastic to be involved. I believe that it's fantastic for Nigeria and fantastic for the Nigerian Football Federation to have players like that. I'm sure they won't be disappointed by his commitment, by his enthusiasm, because he's a pleasure to work with, I must say. For him, the target is to keep the same attitude. If he can keep the same attitude and the same desire to improve, he'll move forward very quickly. Finally, we'll probably be without Olivier Giroud today as he picked up an injury during the international break. It's short term, he should start training again on Monday but I don't think he'll be available this afternoon. Schroeder Mustafi and Danny Welbeck will have tests before the game. Enjoy the game. Arsenal on the Art of Perception In this month's Arsenal magazine... The manager speaks exclusively about football intelligence. Here's a short extract. Question. Arsene, there are many skills in football that are easy to see, technique, physicality and even determination, for example. But what are the other qualities players need that are harder to quantify? Answer. Perception. Because most of the time technique is a consequence of what the player has seen before. It's perception, decision-making, execution technique. The decision-making is a consequence of what you see around you, so qualities that are less visible 
are how far you can see and how well you analyse what's going on around you. Most of the time, when the decision-making and the execution are not good, it's a consequence of a lack of perception, of a bad analysis of the game. When you lose the ball a lot, it's because the player didn't analyse what was going on around him. The captain. Per met a sack on how preparation has ramped up ahead of the derby. Per was talking to Nick Brumsack. It's been a calm and focused fortnight for the players who haven't been on international duty following the disappointment of losing at Manchester City. A lot of players travelled with their national teams and it was pleasing to see lots of them have some success while they were away. We have players coming back with lots of goals and good performances under their belts. I was delighted to see Alexandra Lacazetti score twice, even if his goals came against Germany. At least it was an Arsenal player scoring these goals. His record in 2017 is brilliant. The way he settled in has been top class and it makes us feel as though there's more to come. He's establishing himself and wants to work hard. In training, he feels better and better and makes himself a threat. That will be important in the league now. We need to take full advantage of his efficiency. We need to feed him and find him in areas where he's lethal. I'm looking forward to continue work with him because he's going to be very important for us this season. Alexandra wasn't the only player to score whilst he was with this country. Alex Iwobi and Olivia Giroud did so too and that should give them extra confidence back with us. Now the international break is over, everyone is buzzing for today's game. There's some tension around because this is the most important game of the season. You feel that, you sense it, and everyone realises how big it is. You have it drummed into you that this is not just a normal Premier League game. There's been a great rivalry over the years, and we should embrace that. It's so important for the fans and the players too. You think about neighbours in North London seeing each other in the street, and you want to make sure your fans are proud and have the bragging rights. It's such a historical game, such a great rivalry. Everyone talks about the game and that makes it more special. It's not like you forget anyway, but you get lots of reminders about how important it is to win. So let's show up and get you all behind us. You can sense when you run onto the pitch that the fans are there, waiting and ready to give their all. They're so special to me. I've witnessed some epic games against Tottenham and Emirates Stadium. Just thinking about that makes me feel proud to be Arsenal. But now we need to communicate that. We want success, so we must show up and show what we've got. We need to switch on quickly. I've learned about the importance of the derby the hard way. When you lose against Tottenham, you sense that there is something broken with the fans. But in disappointing moments, you learn more and you have to show up next time you play them. When you join, you know this is a big derby, but you have to feel it to really understand the intensity of it. Complete effort and energy is an absolute must. We have many players here who have played in these games before, so we know what is at stake. I still have strong memories of the two 5-2 wins at Emirates in 2012. On those occasions, we presented ourselves as a team and as proud members of Arsenal Football Club. We want to keep that legacy going. There's a necessity for us to be dominant at home, no matter who we face. We can call this the most important game of the season. It's a North London derby, and now we must live up to our expectations. We're under no illusions as to how difficult it will be for us. Today's opposition have established a work ethic, meaning they run a lot and make it difficult for opponents to go through them. They have good players around, but regardless of that, they always bring the effort in every game. They put pressure on teams, and in transition, they are brilliant. Of course, they have a legitimate goal scorer in Harry Kane, and they are very efficient at the minute. We need to limit that. You won't eliminate that completely, but we need to limit it, and helping each other is a huge part of that. 
We want to be dominant on the ball and make them run, making the most of our possession and not giving the ball away in bad areas. So let's all do it together today. As I mentioned, the fans' full backing is vital in these games. We know we'll have you behind us and we'll do our very best to make you proud at full time. Thanks for the support. Per on young striker Eddie Nicotter, continuing his goal-scoring form for England under-19s last week. Eddie Nicotter got 4-1 in one game for England under-19s. We'd all love to see Eddie continue to develop like that. He'll have some dips, but he should embrace it and look at how hard he's worked to get this far. He'll have disappointments and his reaction will be key. His skill set is sizeable and he's always learning, which is what you want from academy players. It's important to keep those good habits alive and keep your work rate up. Voice of Arsenal. Legends attend 89 Premier. Our title winning side of 1988-89 is celebrated in a new documentary out this month. 89 tells the incredible story of one of football's greatest triumphs when, against all odds, we snatched the title from Liverpool in the final minute of the season. Mixing archive and previously unseen footage with revealing interviews, insights and memories from the original squad, match officials, famous fans and the people who were there on the night, this is the definitive account of a watershed moment in football. It premiered at Odeon Holloway Road on November 8th with members of that illustrious squad in attendance along with an array of famous fans such as comedian Alan Davies, who hosted an exclusive question-and-answer session with our former players in front of a live audience. It's the only game that's physically knocked me off my feet after the game, Tony Adams told Arsenal player. Not the actual goal, but the fact we had actually won. I just went down and the emotion knocked me sideways. I just fell to my knees. I've never done that in the whole of my career. Maybe because it was the first one and no one expected us to do it. Maybe the emotion just got the better of me. Literally, my legs just gave way. 89 will be released on DVD, Blu-ray and digital from Monday. Brand new Arsenal magazine out now. The December 2017 issue of the official Arsenal magazine is out now and you can get your hands on it from a programme vendor this afternoon. This month's edition includes a fantastic array of exclusive interviews and features that you won't find anywhere else in the world of Arsenal, including an exclusive interview with Alex Iwobi, who discusses scoring the goal that took Nigeria to the World Cup. His hopes for Russia next summer and how his game is evolving. Also in the December issue, the manager on the importance of perception and awareness in football. Shikoldra Mustafi on what really happens in the dressing room. Which of Aaron Ramsey's first 50 goals for us was his best? We set about finding out. Reese is back for another Nelson's column. We remember Jermaine Pennant and profile Fularin Balogan. You can win Big 17's signed shirt. Joe Willock, 
talks about his life away from football. There's big news in the world of Arsenal women, plus all the latest Arsenal ladies news, junior gunners content and much, much more. The Arsenal magazine is priced at £4.25 pence and is available from Emirates Stadium on match days, all club shops and online. Siad and Oli Scoop October Awards Congratulations to Siad Kolesinak, who you voted as your Player of the Month for October. It's the second time this season that Siad has won our monthly award. The wing-back delivered a string of impressive displays in October and netted the equaliser before setting up Aaron Ramsey's winner in our 2-1 win against Swansea City. Last month's winner, Nacho Monreal, was second with Aaron Ramsey third. Meanwhile, it will come as no surprise to learn that Olivier Giroud's spectacular winner against Red Star Belgrade has been named as our October Goal of the Month. The France international combined brilliantly with Jack Willishier and Theo Walcott before hooking the ball into the far corner to seal the three points in Serbia. Alexis's fine solo goal against Everton finished in second place with Mesut Ozil's header in the same game in third. Arsenal Stars scoop Blacklist Awards. The 2017 Football Blacklist Awards ceremony, attended by more than 400 people, proved to be a memorable night for us last week as we picked up a variety of awards recognising the invaluable contributions our people have made to the sport. Arsenal women's striker Danielle Carter and our under-13s academy coach Ryan Gary both won the Ugo Ekiog Ones to Watch category, an award paying tribute to the former England and Aston Villa defender who previously won this category and tragically passed away a few weeks later. Other winners included Arsenal women defender Alex Scott, who scooped the Players Off the Pitch award after she received an MBE this year for her outstanding contribution to women's football. Ex-Arsenal star Rachel Yankee won the Keith Alexander Award for her commitment to the game and community, while Ian Wright took home the Media Award for his extensive punditry work. Last but most definitely not least, one of the club's unsung heroes, Beverly Nicholas, PA to head of Arsenal in the community, Alan Sefton, won the Grassroots Award. We have a great team at Arsenal in the community, Beverly said. I feel honoured but embarrassed to have been singled out for this award. Above and Beyond. Congratulations to Adina Gibb, who went above and beyond with her programme selling skills at Thursday's home match against Red Star Belgrade. Adina deservedly won a Puma training top and football I would like to thank her for her sterling efforts on the night. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Matchball sponsor. Today's Matchball sponsors. We are a ticket agent specialising in must-see matches throughout the world. Today we welcome from USA Jim, Joe and Mark with Omar and hope that they enjoy the best hospitality in the house. www.theticketshall.com We hope you enjoy the day. 
Welcome Joe. Joe Montemuro has been confirmed as Arsenal Women's new manager. Formerly in charge at Melbourne City, the Australian had an outstanding record at his former club. He led them to an unbeaten championship winning campaign in 2015-16 and repeated the feat in 2016-17, winning back-to-back championships under his management. Joe said, I feel honoured and humbled to join Arsenal. I'm excited by the challenge and I'm really looking forward to working with the talented staff and players at this great club. Joe replaces Pedro Martinez-Losa, who recently left the club. On this day in 1931, Cliff Bastin makes his England debut. In 1960, George Eastham signs. Coming up on Monday, the under-23s travel to Swansea City. On Thursday, we travel to Cologne in the Europa League. And on Friday, it's West Ham United at home for the under-23s. Nacho is PFA Player of the Month. A special award recently headed the way of the Gunners Nacho Monreal as he was voted the PFA Bristol Street Motors Player of the Month for October by football fans across the country. The Spain defender won 37% of the vote after scoring against Brighton and Hove Albion and Everton, beating Kevin De Bruyne into second place and Alexis into third. Congratulations Nacho. It's the law, with the laws of football regularly being adapted. Ken Goldman, Vice Chairman of the North Middlesex Referees Society, reveals the latest changes to the game's essential framework. Many of the laws of the game are interpreted on the basis of being in the opinion of the referee. This has led to the confusion as to what is dangerous play that is punishable by an indirect free kick, or at worst a yellow card and play which is excessive in nature and which endangers the safety of an opponent that must result in a direct free kick and a red card. It is up to the official in the middle to decide what is the punishment for a high kick to a goalkeeper's face or an overhead scissor kick to an opponent's head. Ref Watch. Today's referee is Mike Dean from the Wirral. He has taken charge of 11 of our matches since the start of the 2014 15 season. In fact, the last Premier League NLD we won was officiated by Mr. Dean. A 1 0 win at White Hart Lane in March 2014. He previously refereed our 5 2 win at Emirates Stadium in February 2012. Here's our recent record with him 2014 15, Arsenal 1, Man United 2. The Premier League. Two Arsenal yellow cards. Man City nil, Arsenal two. Premier League, three Arsenal yellow cards. Arsenal two, Middlesbrough nil in the FA Cup, one Arsenal yellow card. Burnley nil, Arsenal one in the Premier League, no Arsenal yellow cards. Manchester United won, Arsenal won in the Premier League, no Arsenal yellow cards. 2015-16, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 0 in the Premier League, 3 Arsenal yellow cards, 2 Arsenal red cards. Arsenal 0, Hull 0 in the FA Cup, 2 Arsenal yellow cards, 
Sunderland nil, Arsenal nil in the Premier League, four Arsenal yellow cards. 2016-17, Arsenal nil, Middlesbrough nil in the Premier League, one Arsenal yellow card, Stoke City one, Arsenal four in the Premier League, two Arsenal yellow cards. 2017-18, Arsenal four, Leicester three. In the Premier League, no Arsenal yellow cards. Joe's new deal. Congratulations to Joe Willock, who has signed a new long-term contract with us. The 18-year-old made his first team debut in our Carabao Cup win over Doncaster Rovers in September and has since made four more first-team appearances this season in that competition and the Europa League. The midfielder was away with the England under-19s over the international break. We would all like to congratulate Joe on his new deal and look forward to his continued progress. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a match day steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Come fly with me. In this year's Emirates Cup souvenir programme, we gave away flights to Dubai, courtesy of club partner Emirates. Paul Hopgood was the lucky winner and sent in this report from his trip. Having been the winners of flights to Dubai at this year's Emirates Cup, my son and I decided to take our trip during the half-term holidays. As two nervous travellers, we were both unsure what to expect, but the time spent on the plane flew past due to the entertainment provided and we were well looked after by the cabin staff. Our stay in Dubai consisted mostly of shopping in the huge shopping malls and sightseeing. We were amazed at the vertical architecture the city has to offer. Watching the sun go down while sat by the hotel pool is something we'll remember forever. Thank you to all at Emirates and Arsenal Football Club for arranging this for us. Glad you enjoyed yourselves. Youth Cup date set. Our under-18s have been drawn against Sheffield Wednesday in the third round of the FA Youth Cup. Kwame and Pardew's sides join the competition at this stage along with other academy teams from the Premier League and Championship. We will face the Owls on Saturday, December 16th at home, unless mutually agreed otherwise. Carabao Cup confirmation. Our Carabao Cup quarter-final at home to West Ham United will take place as under. Arsenal v West Ham United. Tuesday, December 19th. Kick-off 7.45pm. Ticket information can be found on page 19. Congrats, Granite. Well done to Granite Zaka, whose Switzerland side secured their place at next summer's World Cup in Russia, courtesy of a 1-0 aggregate playoff win over Northern Ireland. A full roundup of all our players' international exploits can be found on page 69. Lolo in line for milestone. Lauren Corsilini is in line to make his 300th appearance for us this afternoon. Lauren has become an integral member of our team since joining from Lorient in 2010 
and has regularly captained us in recent years. The Player Interview Petra Cech Not many players have appeared in more London derbies than Petra Cech. This particular derby, of course, has an extra edge to it, even more so today, given the current state of play at the top of the Premier League. Four points separate the two sides ahead of the match, and Petra is well aware of what's at stake in the first North London derby of the season. The rivalry has been ramped up over the past few years, and Petra, no stranger to the big occasion, is relishing the huge showdown today. The build-up to this one has been longer than usual. It's two weeks since our last game, and with no international football to distract our goalie these days, Petra has been able to fully focus on the derby. The matchday programme caught up with the experienced Czech keeper earlier this week to look ahead to the game, his recent penalty record, and how he spends international week. Question this will be your fourth North London derby, Petra. How much do you enjoy the build-up to the occasion? It's always a special game, the North London derby, with the atmosphere and the electricity in the crowd. So yes, obviously, you look forward to this game, but also you need to make sure you win a game like this, not only because it's a North London derby, but because it's a rival who challenges us for a top-four spot and for the title, so, you need to make sure in these types of games that you get all three points. Question. Do you think the players feel the rivalry like the fans do? Answer. You are always aware of that, and going into this game you can feel how much it means to everybody at Arsenal Football Club. For the fans, the rivalry has been there forever. It's a special game, and it's always been a special game because it means so much to everybody when you have 60,000 people with these emotions and with this passion, it kind of transfers onto the pitch to us as well. You can feel that. That's a little bit of extra pressure on players as well, and it's the kind of situation where your performance usually rises. It's that feeling you remember as a kid. You always dream to be involved in big games, and this is a big game. The atmosphere and environment makes it more special to players as well. Question. Our home form couldn't be better coming into the game with ten consecutive league wins here. Yes, and we would like to carry on our momentum at home. If you want to try to reach your targets, your home form is always so important. You have to make sure you put these points under your belt. You obviously need to make sure you can win points away from home as well, which has been a different story for us this season, and unfortunately that's made the difference in the table so far. Question. Tottenham finished above us last season for the first time in 22 years. Does that change the psychology coming into this game? Petra answered, I don't think so. There's always one odd year where things can change. The most important for us is to compete against all the teams in the Premier League to go for the title. We're not just competing against Tottenham. The years when we did finish above them, we were still disappointed because we didn't win the title. Our target is to win the title and to be successful during the season, not necessarily looking at what Tottenham is doing. Question. The rivalry is a lot closer than it was four or five years ago, though. Petra said, 
I think the big factor was the appointment of Mauricio Pochettino. You saw his work at Southampton, and that showed he is a very capable manager and a good coach. For me, that made the biggest difference. They have young, talented players and experienced players too. Their team is very well balanced. There was always something missing, but I think it was when Pochettino came in that it helped them to compete, and obviously they are in the mix now. They managed to get in the Champions League, and that's a big difference. For us, it was a bit of a strange season. We had more points than the previous year, but we were actually out of the top four for the first time. It was a big disappointment for everybody. So this season, we need to make sure we go back to the Champions League. When a chance comes to close the gap, we have to be ready. Question: After our defeat to Man City. You face some criticism for failing to save a penalty. What's your view on your penalty record for Arsenal? Petra said, "Well, you prepare for every penalty. I've had games where I saved penalties and games where I haven't. But this is a spell where you think it's kind of unbelievable. You are preparing well. You are doing the right thing, but the outcome is always wrong. That's the way it is in sports, though." You need to keep working and doing the right thing because ultimately it's the only way out. But also, I think saving your penalty when you are three nil down, for example, okay, you save a penalty. People can say you saved a penalty, but it doesn't make a difference to that game. So you look in a larger perspective and see whether penalties won or lost the game. This is far more important. Question. You retired from international action in 2016, meaning you've had two weeks without action since the City game. Are you feeling the physical benefits of retirement? He said, "I notice it more mentally than physically. It's the fact that you don't have to travel again, stay in hotels, play two more games with a lot of stress. So offloading that keeps you fresher mentally, and of course, when you feel fresher mentally, it helps you feel physically as well." I'm definitely noticing a difference. It's not only playing the games; it's the preparation as well. You get into the rhythm of travelling throughout the season, and then you travel even more with a national team, especially if you have to face Kazakhstan, for example. This has made a big difference. I now have a lot more time to work, to rest, and also to enjoy different things with the family, which is refreshing in itself. Question: What sort of work do you do? Is it just physical, or do you do much analysis too? Are you one for looking at stats much? Petra said, "We always do analysis of our games and our performances. When you look at the games, you can look at the stats. But personally, I don't think the stats alone reveal the way you have really played. They can be used as a tool, which can help to back up your ideas or not." But I think you get more from looking at the game, analyzing your positioning, how much you have influenced the game, your decision making, and things like that. You ask yourself what you could have done better, what options you had. I think the match analysis goes more this way than towards stats, because sometimes it's only when you watch a game back that you see things you hadn't noticed during the game. I don't look too much at the numbers on their own. Because there is always a context to statistics, we do use them, and they can be helpful, but they are not the main way of measuring performance. Last question: Do you miss international football as well? 
especially when everyone is talking about the World Cup. Petra answered, Yes, I do. Representing your country is always very special and a great honour for me. Those games have a different vibe to playing for your club. That's the part I miss. You will always miss playing in those big games and the excitement of the crowd. I keep supporting the national team, though, obviously. Unfortunately, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. We were in Germany's group, but I hoped we would come second and be one of the winners in the playoffs, just like Sweden did. Even though we didn't make it, I am optimistic about the future. I think the next qualifying campaign will be good because the manager was searching for the right formula during this campaign. Things are settling in now and I think we are growing again and hopefully that will show next time. Arsenal Youth The young gunners stun Wolves with a devastating early spell. Words, Matt Aldridge. Photography, Stuart McFarlane, David Price. Saturday, November 4th, 2017. Shenley Training Centre. Arsenal under 18, 4. Belogan, 2. John Jewell, 7. 20, Penn. Clark, 36. Wolverhampton Wanderers under 18, 2. Samuels, 66. Thompson, 85. Tyrese John Jules netted a brace as we scored four first half goals against Wolves. Folarin Bologan opened the scoring and Harry Clark wrapped it up shortly before the break. The visitors made a comeback late on in the game but it proved to be too late. Following the return of England under-17's World Cup winner Emile Smith-Rowe, head coach Kwame Ampadu had a full-strength squad to select from ahead of our meeting with Wolves. Coming off the back of their involvement with the under-23s, Joa Virginia, Zek Medley, Folarin Balogan, Tyrese John-Jules, Toby Amole and Harry Clark returned to Ampadu's starting lineup, while Dominic Thompson... Danny Ballard, Bukayo Saka, Josh Benson and Smithrow were all given starting berths. Arsenal began the game in quick fashion when Saka threaded Balogun through on goal to score with just two minutes on the clock. A few minutes later, the Gunners doubled their lead when John Jules met Smithrow's cross to sweep the ball into the back of the net. John Jules soon stretched our lead to three from the penalty spot after Saka had been hauled down by Brad Crabtree inside the area. Shortly before the break, Saka created yet another chance, this time teeing up Harry Clark, who poked the ball home. Moments later, Belogan almost made it five, cannoning the ball off the crossbar. Following the interval, Wolves struck back through Austin Samuels, who headed the ball past Virginia, and Callum Thompson cut deficit further with a goal shortly before full-time. Arsenal. Virginia, Clark, Thompson, Amole, Smith, 77, Ballard, Medley, Saka, Coyle, 70, Benson, Belogan, John Jules, Smith, Rowe, Amici, 60. Subs not used. Swanson, Barden. Young Gun. The next generation in their own words. Matt Smith. Born, Harlow, October 5th, 2000. Height and weight, 173 centimetres 
and 74.2 kilograms. Boots, Adidas, Ace. Joined 2007. Position, centre mid. School, Burnt Mill Academy, Harlow. I've been with Arsenal since I was six years old after a scout spotted me playing for Adamite FC, a team local to my home in Harlow. I hadn't been playing for them very long and so it was quite a surprise and I remember a real thrill as our whole family are Arsenal fans. I used to play on the wing but soon after starting at Hale End I was moved to central midfield where I have remained. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think my main strength is my passing game, but I'm still practicing a lot to improve that, especially on my left side. I think the ability to see a pass is an instinctive natural attribute, but the quality of the execution can always be improved with training and practice. I'm also working to improve my fitness, pace and strength. I do a lot of extra work in the gym and sprint work with our sports scientists. I also have many meetings with our coaches to discuss ways that they feel I can improve and they suggest drills for me to use. I would have liked to have played a lot more this season but we have a lot of competition in central midfield. There are only two spots and so the coaches have to give everyone an opportunity. I hope to eventually cement a place in the under-18s team and progress to having an involvement with the under-23s. I'd also like to feature in the FA Youth Cup. I was watching Bishops Stortford in the FA Youth Cup earlier this week, as I have a couple of friends who play for them. I really enjoy tournament football because there is a trophy to chase. In our under-18 games, we want to always win. But the most important thing is the performance and applying what we are being taught. I really enjoyed playing in the Future Cup with the under-16s. The standard was quite high 
and you get to play against different styles. Ajax won it in the end, but it was a really valuable experience. The highlight for me so far was being offered my scholarship while I was still an under-15 player. I didn't expect it so early. It was me and two other lads who were at that stage, James Olajinka, who I now share digs with, and Mark McGuinness. I think what it did for all of us was give us a boost. But at the same time, kept us focused, because we knew we could not just relax in the knowledge that we would become scholars. We had to keep improving, as the other lads who had not been offered scholarships would be raising the standards all the time, and that's why so many were offered scholarships in the year that followed. I'm looking forward to the game this weekend. Spurs have improved a lot in recent years and it will be an interesting match. Our players will be really up for it because they know what it means for us in the league but also how important it is for the fans. My prediction is that we will take all three points with a 2-1 win. The Lowdown Who has been the biggest influence on your career? Parents. What's the biggest aspect of your game? Passing. And what do you still need to work on? Defending. Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Lionel Messi. If you could score any goal, which would it be? Zinedine Zidane Champions League final. Which current player would you most like to play against? Messi. What's been the greatest moment of your career so far? Getting a scholarship. If you had to sing one song to save your life, which would it be? Stand by me. What's your most valuable possession? My phone. What other sports are you good at? Tennis and golf. Which was your best subject at school? English. You choose Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Stormzy or Jay Huss? Jay Huss. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Champions League or World Cup? Champions League. Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat. Home kit or away kit? Away kit. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Sliders or flip flops? Sliders. Long-range goal or dribble through the team, long-range goal. Beach holiday or city break, beach holiday. 40 metres or 400 metres, 400 metres. Early mornings or late nights, late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot, Xavier Amiechi. Vision, me. Strength. Vonte Daly Campbell. Touch, Robbie Burton. Skills, Tyrese John Jules. Commitment, Harry Clark. Trainer, Zach Swanson. Right foot, Josh Benson. Arsenal women. A comfortable WSL win for the Gunners. And big news for Leah Williamson. Sunday, November the 12th, 2017, FA Women's Super League, Meadow Park. 
Arsenal versus Sunderland. Arsenal 3, Sunderland 0. The scorers for Arsenal were Quinn in the 59th minute, Maidema in the 67th minute and Nobbs in the 77th. Arsenal returned to winning ways with an emphatic victory over Sunderland at Meadow Park on Sunday. It took until just before the hour mark for the Gunners to make the breakthrough, by which time they already created a number of opportunities. Beth Mead was responsible for the first two, bringing a couple of fine saves from Rachel Laws. Viviane Mardima nodded Heather O'Reilly's cross against the bar, and Louise Quinn tested Laws with a close-range header, but the teams went into the break level. Quinn had more success after 59 minutes, however, again meeting Nob's set-piece, and this time giving Laws no chance. Maidema added a second soon after with a fine curling effort before Nobbs' free kick completed the scoring late on. The win saw Arsenal climb to third in the WSL table, five points behind league leaders Manchester City. American midfielder Heather O'Reilly said at full time, I think it was a really gritty performance, which was one that we needed. We had a lot of chances in the first half, so of course you could start having doubts setting in that it may not be our day, but we fought that feeling, we fought that negativity, and we came out of the locker room feeling optimistic, believing in each other and our chances, and we were able to put some home. Playing for Arsenal were Morehouse, Rose, Quinn, Jansen, O'Reilly, Nobbs, substituted by James in the 87th minute, van der Donk, substituted by Williamson in the 73rd minute, Mitchell, Carter, Mead, Maidema, substituted by Evans in the 80th minute. Subs not used were Van Wienendal, Scott, Hines and Taylor. The three photographs on this page have the captions A delighted Louise Quinn celebrates opening the scoring with Emma Mitchell. Celebrating going 2-0 up and Jordan Nobbs slots the third. Why Montemuro can be the perfect fit. Having worked with Joe Montemuro during her time with Melbourne City, Kim Little knows what our new manager can bring to the club. The Australian coach led Melbourne to two league titles in back-to-back seasons, including an unbeaten campaign in 2015-16, which Little was part of. Little told Arsenal.com, I worked with him for four months and played out in Melbourne in the W League there, and I really enjoyed working with him. He likes to coach and play the way that I enjoy playing, which is playing good football with a purpose, with a kind of relaxed atmosphere around the team. I played under him for quite a short period of time, but we had a great team there, and we played possession-based football, playing through the thirds with a purpose, trying to break teams down as quickly and effectively as possible. Effectively as possible. Get well soon, Jessica. Jessica Samuelson suffered ligament damage in her foot while on international duty with Sweden. This will require surgery and rehabilitation, and we will be working hard to get Jessica back to full fitness as soon as possible. We all hope to see Jessica back on the pitch as soon as possible. Leia's big call-up. Congratulations to Leia Williamson, who has been called up to the senior England squad for the first time. Mo Marley has named a 26-player squad for upcoming World Cup qualifiers against Bosnia and Herzegovina, Friday, November the 24th, 
and Kazakhstan, Tuesday, November the 28th. Leah joins Jordan Nobbs, Danielle Carter and Jody Taylor in the squad, and we wish them all the best. On this page, there are four photographs. The first has the caption, Arsenal women line up before last Sunday's win. Then there are portraits of Kim Little and Jessica Samuelson. The last photo is, Congrats, Leah. Match action. Arsenal versus Red Star Belgrade. Thursday, November the 2nd, 2017. Five past eight. Europa League. Game number 17. Arsenal nil. Belgrade nil. Venue, Emirates Stadium. Referee, Luca Banti. Attendance, 58,285. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 11. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 6. Offsides, 1. Fouls, 4. Possession, 64%. Stats for Belgrade. Total shots, 7. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 4. Offsides, 4. Fouls, 7. Possession, 36%. Line-up for Arsenal. Macy, number 54. Debushi, number 2. El Nenny, number 35. Holding, number 16, yellow card. Nelson, number 61. Coquelin, number 34. Willock, number 69, subbed off in the 68th minute. Maitland-Niles, number 30. Walcott, number 14. Wilshire, number 10. Giroux, number 12. Substitutes. Czech, number 33. Osetutu, number 63. De Silva, number 43. Sheaf, number 65. Maguan, number 58. Akpom, number 32. Nikita, number 62. Subbed on in the 68th minute. Line-up for Red Star Belgrade. Borjan, number 82. Strokovic, number 30. Savic, number 90. Latelic, number 4. Gabelashik, number 77. Donald, number 20. Krishtik, number 7. Cernich, number 55. Subbed off in the 86th minute. Kanga, number 8. Subbed off in the 70th minute. Radonchik, number 49. Subbed off in the 89th minute. Oki, number 14. Substitutes. Supchik, number 27. Frimpong, number 5. Ratchik, number 6. Subbed on in the 86th minute. Adschik, number 11. Babchik, number 15. Milic, number 16, subbed on in the 70th minute. Pezchik, number 45, subbed on in the 89th minute. Man of the match, Matt Macy. Match facts. This was Arsenal's first goalless draw at the Emirates since October 2016 against Middlesbrough. Arsenal have never lost a home game on a Thursday under Arsene Wenger, with eight wins and one draw. His first was a 3-0 win against Nantes in 1999. Jack Wilshire made his first start at the Emirates in European competition since August 2014. First half. A goalless draw was enough to send the Gunners through to the last 32 of the Europa League with two games to spare at Red Star held firm at Emirates Stadium. The game started slowly, but after 10 minutes Arsenal created the first chance when Ainsley Maitland-Niles broke into the box and crossed to Olivier Giroud, whose first-time shot forced Milan Bourjan to a smart save. 
Later in the half, the Red Star keeper snuffed out another chance for Giroud, while at the other end, Matt Macy made two excellent saves and Richmond Bokey flashed a shot wide. Second half. Arsenal stepped up the pace after the break, when Giroud having a couple of sighters and Reese Nelson bursting into the box before being stopped by a well-timed challenge. Jack Wilshire came closest to breaking the deadlock when he nicked the ball off Maitland-Niles in the area and shot past Bourjan, only to see Damien Letelek clear the ball off the line. Theo Walcott headed wide and Bokey once again missed the target as the game petered out. But with Cologne beating Bate Borisov, a point was enough to ensure progress into next year's knockout stages. The Visitors Tottenham Hotspur have made a positive start to the 2017-18 season. Spurs in brief. Stadium. White Hart Lane, currently playing at Wembley Stadium, formed 1882. Manager Mauricio Pochettino finished last season second. Club captain Hugo Lloris. Chairman Daniel Levy. Club mascot Chirpy. Mauricio Pochettino's side have led the chasing pack in each of the last two Premier League campaigns before eventually having to accept defeat in the lengthy pursuit of first Leicester City, then Chelsea. Third in 2015-16 and second in 2016-17, it is obvious where Spurs hope that progressive sequence will lead in 2017-18. But while their bid for a first domestic league title in 57 years has started positively, Manchester City's eight-point lead at the top gives them something of a mountain to climb already with just 11 matches played. Prior to the start of this campaign, fears were widespread among Tottenham fans that the club's temporary move to Wembley Stadium, pending the construction of a brand new stadium adjacent to the old White Hart Lane, would prove to be a major handicap to the club's trophy ambitions. And so it proved early on when Spurs took just two points from nine in their first three league games there, losing 2-1 to Chelsea before dropping further precious points in unlikely draws against Burnley 1-1 and Swansea 0-0. The Wembley curse appears now to have lifted. However, following spectacular recent wins in the National Stadium against Liverpool 4-1, and in the Champions League, Real Madrid 3-1. That famous victory over the reigning European champions was sufficient to take Tottenham three points clear of Madrid in their group and clinch their place in the knockout phase with two games to spare. With European progress already guaranteed, Spurs' chief focus over the winter months will be to bridge that gap between themselves and Man City and ensure that for the third season running, they remain in the Premier League title frame entering the business end of the season. Just as Arsenal will be more than eager to preserve their perfect home record in this season's Premier League, Spurs will take the field this Saturday lunchtime, desperate to end that sequence. They had a flawless run of their own until the end of October, after winning each of their opening four away fixtures in the league. 2-0 at Newcastle, 
3-0 at Everton, 3-2 at West Ham and 4-0 at Huddersfield. But that came to a halt recently at Manchester United, going down 1-0 at Old Trafford to a late Anthony Martial strike. Since then, Spurs have beaten Crystal Palace at Wembley, but have suffered a number of setbacks on the injury front, with key players Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, Deli Alley, Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertonghen having all picked up knocks of varying degrees of gravity. Most, if not all, of those players are expected to be back in contention for selection this afternoon in what promises to be yet another thunderous North London derby. Unseen Arsenal January the 31st, 1934 Crowds face a crush at the North London derby. It wasn't supposed to be this way, not for the home team, nor the tens of thousands of fans packed into Highbury to see the 26th meeting between Arsenal and Spurs and the 18th since the club founded in Woolwich had laid down roots in North London. January 1934 was a turbulent time for Arsenal, however. The team had won the league title for the second time in three years the previous season and were on course to defend the title when, in the early hours of January the 6th, manager Herbert Chapman succumbed to pneumonia, and although new boss George Allison had guided the team to a 7-0 win over Crystal Palace four days before the North London derby, this game would prove the sternest test of their resilience so far, as Tottenham were also riding high in the league. It was a test for the fans too, as you can tell from the photograph in the hard copy, Such was the size of the crowd that those at the front were pressed against the barriers and many had to be rescued before, or in this case after, passing out in the crush. The Daily Express reported the following day, Highbury had never seen a crowd like it. It was a record established on a midweek afternoon. The turnstiles clicked to the tune of £5,000. Men swarm like flies up the 40-foot iron supports to the advertisement signs behind the shilling stands. Boys hung to high railings by one toe and one hand. The official attendance was 68,828, but the actual figure was almost certainly higher. The express went on, Men fainted right and left and had to be lifted bodily overheads by willing hands in the crowd and laid down at the edge of the field. By half-time, at least 100 had front seats in one corner of the field alone. Incredibly, Spurs went 3-0 up before a late consolation from Cliff Bastin rounded off the scoring. But the result was overshadowed by the death of Arsenal supporter Major John Miller, 48, who collapsed during the game. Given his rank, he was unlikely to have been in the crush, but the passing of a fan was still no surprise on a dark day for the club. Further perspective, 1. Despite losing this match, George Allison led Arsenal to the league title, three points ahead of Huddersfield Town and ten ahead of Spurs in third. 2. This year, the Gunners were well on their way to establishing themselves as one of the best sides in Europe, completing a hat-trick of league titles in 1934-35 to make it four in five years. Action. 
Manchester City versus Arsenal, Sunday, November the 5th, 2017. 14-15. Premier League, game number 18. Manchester City 3, Arsenal 1. Venue, Etihad Stadium, referee Michael Oliver, attendance 54,286, away fans 3,000. Manchester City, De Bruyne 19, Aguero 50, Penn, Hessus 74, Edison 31, Walker 2, Stones 5, Otamendi 30, Delph 18, Fernandino 25, De Bruyne 17, De Silva 21, Sane 19, Sterling 7, Aguero 10. Substitutes Bravo 1, Danilo 3, Mangala 15, Gundogan 8, Tour 42, B Silva 20, Hessus 33. Arsenal Lacazette 65, Czech 33, Cochilny 6, Coquelin 34, Monreal 18, Bellerin 24, Ramsey 8, Jaka 29, Kolasinac, 31, Iwobi, 17, Ozil, 11, Alexis, 7. Substitutes, Macy, 54, Dubuki, 2, Elnini, 35, Wilshire, 10, Walcott, 14, Lacazette, 9, Giroud, 12. Match Facts Manchester City's 31 points and a plus 31 goal difference is the best ever start to a Premier League season after 11 games. Hector Bellerin made his 100th Premier League appearance. Since the start of last season, Arsenal have conceded 12 goals from the penalty spot more than any other Premier League side. Match stats. Total shots. Man City 9, Arsenal 6. Shots on target. Man City 5, Arsenal 3. Corners, Man City 5, Arsenal 5. Offsides, Man City 3, Arsenal 3. Fouls, Man City 15, Arsenal 15. Possession, Man City 58%, Arsenal 42%. Man of the match, Peter Cech. First half. Arsene Wenger's side began well enough against the runaway league leaders and Alex Iwobi might have done better with a half chance from the edge of the box, but it was the hosts who opened the scoring. Kevin De Bruyne found the bottom corner with a precise finish and City continued to press, although it was Aaron Ramsey who came closest to scoring when he forced a fine save from Edison in stoppage time. It had been an open and entertaining opening 45 minutes, but the Gunners were well in the game at the break. Second half. Arsenal started the second half with renewed hope, but then Raheem Sterling beat the offside trap and got the wrong side of Nacho Monreal to win a penalty, which Sergio Aguero rifled in off the post. Alexandre Lacazette was introduced on 56 minutes and it didn't take long for the striker to give the Gunners a lifeline as he finished off a flowing team move by firing the ball under Edison. Czech then saved well from Hessus but could do nothing about the City subs. Next chance as David Silva strayed offside yet was allowed to play on and square for the Brazilian to score.
Neil Smith Rowe, world champion, born Croydon, 28th of July, year 2000, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2016, signed pro July 2017, profile, an exciting attacking midfielder, Emil has the ability to unlock defences and assist teammates as well as scoring dazzling individual goals. He showcased his capabilities with a magnificent strike against Norwich City under-18s last season, following some close control and an elegant flick. Emil, who joined the Hale End Academy in 2010, made his first appearance for the under-23s in 2016-17 at the age of just 16 and scored six times in 14 appearances for the under-18s last season. He may only be 17 years old, but Emil Smith-Rowe has already achieved what most football fans can only dream of. One of our most talented academy prospects, the young winger, was an important part of England's under-17 World Cup winning team last month helping the young Lions overcome the likes of Brazil and Spain in India. It is the second time an England youth team has conquered the international stage in the past five months, with Ainsley Maitland-Niles also helping his country's under-20s see off Italy, Mexico and Venezuela to lift the trophy in South Korea. But for Emil, it all still feels surreal. It's crazy, he explains. It's unbelievable. Since I was very young, I always dreamed of winning the World Cup. Even though it's only the under-17s and not the seniors, it's still an unbelievable feeling. It was only a couple of weeks ago, but it still feels crazy. That feeling certainly won't go away soon. It is the first time England have ever lifted the under-17 World Cup, having failed to get past the quarter-final stage in their previous three attempts. But Emil's talents just scratched the surface of this gifted group of players. Captained by Manchester City starlet Joel Latabaudier, Steve Cooper's side were resilient at the back. Utilised Phil Foden's creativity in midfield and with Jadon Sancho, Angel Gomez and Ryan Brewster were absolutely lethal in attack. We are a very strong team, Emil begins. Obviously, only 11 players can play at one time, but it didn't really matter which players started. We were all so tight and so supportive of each other that we knew we would do well. Some of the lads from other clubs are already getting chances in their first teams, and that's a great experience for them. When they come away with the under-17s, we can see that and on the pitch it really shows just how good we are. Cooper used his squad's strength in depth to his advantage too. When Sancho was recalled by Borussia Dortmund after scoring three goals in as many group stage games to help England reach the last 16, many thought they would struggle without one of their key men, but Cooper had other plans. The coach called on the likes of Wolverhampton Wanderers Morgan Gibbs-White, who made his FA Cup debut as a 16-year-old, Chelsea's Callum Hudson-Odoi 
and of course our very own Emil. It would not be easy. After comprehensively beating Iraq, Mexico and Chile in the group stage, England were drawn against a high-flying Japan side containing the Japanese Messi, Takefusa Kubo, who had excelled for Barcelona's youth teams at La Masia before becoming the youngest player to score in the J-League at just 15 years and 10 months old. It would prove their toughest test, but one they were equal to. A nil-nil stalemate was followed by a goalless extra time and then the young Lions held their nerve from the spot, scoring all five of their penalties to earn a quarter-final tie against United States. This time the result was never in doubt. Two goals from Brewster inside the first 15 minutes set England on their way, with Gibbs White adding a third in the second half and, even though Josh Sargent pulled one back for the US, Brewster was on hand to complete his hat-trick in the sixth minute of added time. That was when it started to feel like we could win the tournament, Emil smiles. We beat the USA 4-1 and because it was so comfortable, that's when we realised that we had a good chance of lifting the trophy. More than 60,000 fans packed inside Kolkata's Salt Lake Stadium to watch Emil and co. take on three-time under-19 champions Brazil in the semi-final. Brewster's quick-fire double cancelled out Wesley's strike and, with the Salaccio growing in confidence, going into the final exchanges, Emil came off the bench to set up Brewster's third and send England to the final. That was a great moment, he says. I came off the bench and I just wanted to help the team as much as I could. We were winning 2-1 at the time, so I could get on the board and manage to pick Ryan out of the pass that he scored from. I was really happy with that. England's final obstacle? That would be the Spain side who beat them on penalties in the European Under-17 Championship final back in May, and things did not go to plan in the first half. Sergio Gomez found the net after just 10 minutes and then doubled Lorohita's lead on the half-hour mark, smashing a loose ball into the corner. It was the first time Cooper's side had trailed in the whole tournament, but instead of losing their focus, the young Lions came roaring back. Brewster scored his eighth and final goal of the tournament on the stroke of half-time, and then England really found their groove. Gibbs White tapped in from close range to equalise. Foden put his country ahead for the first time, and then, after Mark Guehay bundled home a set piece, Foden raced clear to Berry into the bottom corner before wheeling off to celebrate with Emil and the other youngsters on England's bench. Even though I didn't come off the bench, I was still very happy. Our youngster recalls, when the final whistle went, it was such an amazing feeling. I wasn't thinking about not coming on or anything like that. It was just about the team and winning the World Cup. When the whistle went, I ran onto the pitch and couldn't stop smiling. Ten minutes after that, I was crying. I called my mum and was crying down the phone. After celebrating at the hotel, the team flew back home and, upon touching down in England, received a hero's welcome. 
We got off the plane, and there was media there straight away. As soon as we walked into the airport, he laughs. They all wanted to take pictures of us and do interviews with us. It was crazy to think of the support we had back home as well. It felt great to know people were watching back home and giving us support. Even England's first team players were shouting us out and giving us messages before every game. Gareth Southgate sent us a few messages too, so it was great to know that everyone was watching back home. So, what's next for World Cup winner Emil Smith-Rowe? Hopefully I can secure my place in the under-23s squad here and then start pushing towards the first team, he says. Hopefully I can get a chance in the Europa League and then one day get my Premier League debut. My story, the Arsenal Foundation. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund A Room to Heal, a charity that supports refugees and asylum seekers who have experienced torture and human rights abuses. Founder Mark Fish reveals how it works. The seeds were sown when I spent a couple of years in Uganda volunteering during the Civil War. One thing the locals kept telling me was that the damage was to the community and that the response had to come from the community. I really took that to heart, and by the time I returned to the UK, I believed it was possible to build a community for torture survivors all around the world. I'm a counsellor and a psychotherapist. I was working with torture survivors over here, and Room to Hill started in 2007, where five men I was seeing individually asked to meet others in the same boat. Being from rural backgrounds, they also said how much they longed for a green space where they could grow food. So we found a garden, Culpepper in Islington, where we could meet to talk about the realities of life in exile and share food around the fire. Our community has now grown to around 100 members from 30 countries. We run two therapy groups per week, individual therapy, gardening projects and a range of creative and social activities. Every year we go on therapeutic retreats where people can escape the stresses of London life and deepen their sense of community. So many languish in the system that the trauma can become worse over time. Failed asylum seekers often receive poor legal advice and get stuck in no man's land. They can't work, they can't go home and often they end up in a domestic servitude. We find them decent human rights solicitors to help process their claims and provide a casework service supported by the Arsenal Foundation to help with material needs and education. For me, it's amazing to see people who have lost everything, their homes, families, friends, livelihoods, come out the other end. Torture destroys your trust in life and in other people. To see people dealing with what's happened to them and create a new life is very, very satisfying. One of our members who suffered horrific torture has just gained a master's in music production. Others have been so taken with our service they've trained as counsellors. We see people come back to life. Arsenal are massively important to us. Firstly, the foundation gives us financial support. Secondly, members feel a life-affirming affiliation with the club they love. Arsenal have been a vital part of the wider community that our members can turn to and feel connected to as they step out into the world. I was recently in court with a member for the fourth time of asking and he finally got his papers. That evening, he came to the Emirates to watch Arsenal play Doncaster Rovers, and it meant the world to him. Football was a huge part of the healing process. For more info or to offer your support, visit roomtoheal.org. Teams for Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. Two. Mathieu Debussy. 4. Per Matasaka. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 
7. Alexis Sanchez 8. Aaron Ramsey 9. Alexandre Lacazette 10. Jack Wilshire 11. Mesut Ozil 12. Olivier Giroud 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper 14. Theo Walcott 16. Rob Holding 17. Alex Iwobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Santi Carzola 20. Shkodran Mustafi 21. Callum Chambers 22. Jeff Crane Adelaide 23. Danny Welbeck 24. Hector Bellerin 29. Granit Xhaka 30. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 31. Siad Kalasinak 32. Tuba Akpom 33. Petra Jack, goalkeeper 34. Francis Coquelin 35. Mohamed Elneny 43. Josh Da Silva 44. Vlad Dragomir 47. Charlie Gilmore 50. Dayan Ilyev, goalkeeper 54. Matt Macy, goalkeeper 58. Marcus McGain 61. Reese Nelson 62. Eddie Nkitia 63. Jordi Osetutu 65. Ben Sheaf 69. Joe Willock For Tottenham Hotspur, manager Mauricio Pochettino White shirts, blue shorts and socks 1. Hugo Loris, goalkeeper 2. Kieran Trippier 3. Danny Rose 4. Toby Alderweireld 5. Jan Vertingen 6. Davison Sanchez 7. Song Hyung Min 10. Harry Kane 11. Eric Lamela 12. Victor Wanyama 13. Michael Vorm, goalkeeper 14. Georges Kevin Nkudu 15. Eric Dyer 17. Musa Sissoko 18. Hernando Lorente 19. Musa Dembele 20. Deli Ali 21. Juan Foyth 22. Paolo Gazzaniga, goalkeeper 23. Christian Eriksen 24. Serge Aurea 29. Harry Winks 33. Ben Davis 37. Kyle Walker-Peters Officials Referee Mike Dean Assistant Referees Ian Hussin Edward Smart 4th Official Kevin Friend Today's other fixtures all 3pm unless stated Bournemouth vs Huddersfield Town Burnley vs Swansea City Crystal Palace vs Everton Leicester City vs Manchester City Liverpool vs Southampton West Bromwich Albion vs Chelsea Manchester United vs Newcastle United at 5.30pm The Arsenal Foundation Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport Hello this is Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday programme. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. The perfect match. Working together to make good stuff happen for fans. MBNA is a responsible lender. Credit cards issued by MBNA Limited. Credit is available subject to status to UK residents age 18 or over.
switch, save and win. Catch your bells, win Arsenal prizes and do something for the planet. This season we're giving Arsenal fans even more chances to win great prizes with an exciting new competition. Of course, you can still get the same 100% green electricity that powers Emirates Stadium for your home. And it's less than the price of the average standard tariff from the big suppliers. Sign up today at afc.octopus.energy for more chances to win. Octopus Energy, official energy partner with Arsenal. Switch online now at afc.octopus.energy. Arsenal, always ahead of the game. Red Membership 2017-18. to Membership benefits include priority ticket access, access to ticket exchange, exclusive membership pack, access to unlimited Arsenal video content. Join today from £29. Alwaysaheadofthegame.com Arsenal Stadium Tour. Get closer to the home of football. Includes the FA Cup experience. Audio tours in nine languages. Find out more at arsenal.com forward slash tours. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 